Praise the Lord, everybody. This is Brother J.W. Brand here at God's Whole Word. Amen. And so we are here on another podcast. We've gotten through the new year. And so glad all that fire cracking, popping fireworks is over with. Um, but uh, in any event, uh, let's go into God's Word and let's start with prayers. We always do. Lord, we thank you. God, that we are able to bring your word once again, your word that leads us and guides us on the way. It is a light under our feet and a lamp under, lamp under our feet and light under our path, Lord. Hallelujah. And we ask you, God, to, to just allow us to walk through your word today and, uh, Lord, just uh, bring to us your whole word, helping us to understand what you Uh, want us to know and what it is that you want to speak to us about and may we get our my flesh on out of the way that your holy ghost power can speak and that we can uh, uh, just lord gain something from your word that we can allow to go down in our soul and uh, and let that seed of your word get down in there and feed us lord that we may be more and more like jesus christ And we pray all these things in that powerful and wonderful and blessed name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. And so we go on. uh, We are talking. uh, This uh, last podcast we're going to continue on. And we are talking about sexual sin and its destruction. We're talking about sexual sin and its destruction. And so last week, I'm not going to go into the whole thing, but uh, we were in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. And uh, when we begin to read verses 1 through 3, uh, we understand that uh, the word of God, well, let's just read it. It said, Furthermore, then we beseech you, brethren, and exhort you by the Lord Jesus Christ that you have received of us how we ought to walk and to please God so that you may abound more and more. For you know what commandments we gave you by the Lord Jesus. Verse 3, For this is the will of God, even your sanctification. This is even your sanctification. That ye should abstain from fornication. And then we went into that word fornication because a lot of folk, uh, they misinterpret that word and uh, we wanted to go into the detail of it. We got to find out God's whole word, everything that the word of God says. And, uh, you know, like I said, I gave uh, with uh, that, we went into uh, the things that are talked about in 1 Corinthians. Now, let me turn my page over because uh, we're gonna, we're, I don't want to get myself mixed up here. I got my notes and all. All right. And so we went to 1 Corinthians chapter 6. That's where we went on from. But remember that it's talking about in verse 3 in 1 Thessalonians Uh, verse 3 of chapter 4 that this is our sanctification that we should abstain from fornication and that word fornication is talking about specific sexual sins and all of that kind of thing and and what we went into I know some of y'all you're going to disagree and all of that you got your right to disagree and like I said you got your right to be wrong but anyhow God is going to talk about every little detail God has mentioned so many times in the uh, Old Testament about the female prostitute and the female uh, going on and acting like that and behaving like that, but God wasn't going to leave everybody, nobody out. He's going to talk about the male doing the same thing. And so we find that in six, uh, chapter 6 of 1 Corinthians and verse 9, and we talked about that. We talked about 
the word that uh, it, it, it's explaining to it. It says, don't you know, unrighteousness ain't going to inherit the kingdom of God. You think you can get in the kingdom of God and, and, and live in an unrighteous life? The Bible tells you you can't. And if God said you can't out of the mouth of Apostle Paul, then you can't. You can't do it. You're going to have to live right. You can't live an unho uh, unholy and unrighteous life. And he said, don't be deceived. In other words, don't let the devil trick you. And then all of these things that are mentioned, neither fornicator, neither idolaters, neither adulterers, nor effeminate or abusers of themselves, mankind, all those things have to do with some type of sexual sin. And we found that out last week. We're talking about male prostitutes. We're talking about male lovers. Now, I do want to make a point when I mention that part because uh, the word says neither fornicators, which means male prostitute, kind of like a street prostitute, just average Joe, Joe uh, well, I guess I shouldn't say that. I got myself in trouble last time. I'm doing it again. But uh, just average person. And you say, well, there ain't no just average old whoremonger as the Bible called it. Yeah, that's right, the male whore. You know, a male whore is called a whoremonger. That's what the Bible talking and so uh, the fornicator, a lot of people want to use that word fornicator. Oh, that just means sex before marriage. A couple, you know, they just got hot and bothered. And then they went on and had sex before they got married. Well, that's not what that word translated. Now, there is some verses. If you look up in chapter 7 of 1 Corinthians. Uh, let's see if I can find this. Uh, 1 Corinthians of chapter 7. And you go on, uh, let's see. Verse 36, I'm sure that's what, yeah, verse 36, it says, But if any man think that he behave himself uncomely towards his virgin, you say, well, who's his virgin? That's a woman he ain't never had sex with. And if you don't believe that, then you ain't studied the word of God. It's talking about the woman, he going, he's going to, this particular one, going to be married to a woman. He going, he's going to have this woman. Well, when it says he's acting uncomely towards his virgin, in other words, he's, he's wanting to get on with the bebop. He's wanting to get some loving going. And uh, he's acting uncomely. That word uncomely means he's, he's not acting right. He's not because he's trying to get her to have sex with him. And it says that, uh, it says if a man thinks himself to behave himself uncomely towards his virgin, the one he ain't had sex with, that's why it's using that word. They ain't had sex yet, but he's trying to get her to get on. And it says if she passed her flower of her age, now that means she, the girl got to be old enough. That means you've got to be old enough. You can't be going around marrying these young girls like you see some of these things going on. No. And uh, so she's got to be well old enough. That's what that means. A past her flower of age. Don't you understand? Past it. Not just, oh, well, she just had her period, so now she's ready to get married. That ain't what that means. You're fooling yourself. It says she's got to be past that. Well past that. You know, because some young lady now, they're having their periods, and I'm going to get blunt here. I mean, I'm going to tell it like it is because the Bible tells it like it is. If you don't like that, then you can just click off and you don't have to listen. But the bottom line is the Bible talks about uh, the woman and her period. It talks about all that stuff. So I don't have a problem talking about it and I'm going to talk about it. Hallelujah. And so uh, it's talking about it right here. So we're going to talk about it. When it's talking about the flower of his age, it's talking about when they start having their period. That means they're able to get pregnant and all that kind of thing. And if you don't know that, you didn't go to your science class. So you probably need to go back to school and go to your science class. You know that's what it's talking about. And so you got to be past it. That's what it says in verse 36 of chapter 7 of the 1 Corinthians. And so she got to be well old enough. You can't just ex uh, be man off some young thing. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. You think you're going to take some little old teenager down the aisle? No, she got to be well past the age. she got to be old enough. 
And uh, any of you getting ready to get married, maybe you're a teenager, maybe you need to rethink it. You need to be old enough to take on getting married. But that's, you know, I know some people are not going to like what I just said. Well, you can just get happy the same, get glad the same way you got mad. That's why I tell my kids or what I told them when they were growing up. All right, and it says in verse 36 also, and need so require. Isn't that what I say? Well, sure enough, get your Bible out and look. It says, but if any man thank that he behave himself. In other words, you got to do some thinking. Huh? You you men out there, you 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 know you got a woman that you're not having sex with because it says you're acting uncomely towards your virgin. And, and you're over there trying to, to drop her drawers and trying to drop your drawers and get on. You know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying. You're going to say, oh my word, I can't believe a Pentecostal preacher is talking like that. Well, I'm going to talk like that because you full well know that some of these things goes on. So we're going to tell it like it is, just like the Apostle Paul. Now, I might sound a little bit crass. I might sound like I'm just being just too blunt. But I'm going to tell you what, some of you are going to listen, aren't you? You're going to open up your ears and listen now? You ought to. And so it says him, you got to think about it. It said, if you think you behave yourself uncomely, in other words, you've got to get some thinking going. Huh? Stop thinking what that's in your pants and start thinking about your mind. Huh? What's, what's, what are you doing? Are you acting that way towards her, trying to force her to have sex with you? Well, what it says is, if she's passed, if she's old enough. Now, if she ain't old enough, you better get out of there. You ought not even be together unless you got a chaperone somewhere. And you say, well, I don't like that kind of talk. Well, you ought to. We got to go back to the old way. That's the reason why we got so many problems. Because people dropped everything in the garbage that was right. And so if you're, you're, you, uh, you know, you all hot and bothered, you better make sure wherever you go, you better not be alone. You better get yourself a chaperone. Amen. Because what you don't need to be doing, the Bible says if you're going to act that way towards her, then what it says, if she's old enough to pass the flower of her age and needs so require, even if it's a, well, what does that mean? Needs so require. In other words, you two have already done the business. Well, you know what? If you're going to do the business, you better get yourself down the altar and get married. Because this ain't no free-for-all. You can't just go having sex just because you want to have a good time. No, that's part of marriage. You ain't supposed to do that. And I think if you read the word of God, you're going to know that's the truth. Amen. And then it says, let him do what he will. He sinneth not, let them marry. That's what it says. I didn't say it, he did. I'm going to tell him what he said. And we're supposed to go back to the, the, the doctrine that the apostles taught. Because they got taught of the Lord. He said, we taught you what the Lord uh, said. Now, with that said, you don't see anywhere in that verse the word fornication. Because people want to use it and they misinterpret it and they're not translating it properly. And you got to get to the detail of what that word means because you got to understand something. When they translated these words and you got, now I use the King James Version. And I don't use the New King James Version either because some things are translated is not the way it ought to be translated. Now I ain't no, you know, uh, somebody, I ain't no know it all. All I'm doing is using some of the same. Uh, you know things that you've got to translate but you know some people don't want to hear that they don't want to listen well we're going to have to listen to what the whole word of God said you got to preach the whole word of God amen and so uh, you know that word's not used there 
They could have used that word there if it was meant to apply. Now, that doesn't mean that you can have sex before marriage because that's right there. Just got through telling you if you think that you're being uncommon, if you think that you're going to be doing those things, you're going to be be bopping before you're married. He said, no, uh uh-uh. He said, he, uh, he said, let him do what he will if it's required. In other words, y'all just so hot and bothered you can't stand it. Well, you know what? You need to get down the altar. You say, well, I can't afford a wedding. Then you know what? Go down to Justice of Peace and get married or have your preacher marry you in his office or whatever you got to do. Hmm? That's right. And, 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 and some people, they're not going to like to hear that. But, you know, you need to listen uh, to what the Word of God says. That ain't no Pentecostal way. Well, it is. I mean, if you're preaching the truth anyway. But it's, it's the Word of God. And so you got, and I'm not the only, I tell you what, Pentecostals aren't the only ones that teach that. There's other churches that believe in holiness, and they're going to tell you the same thing, and they're going to pull those verses out too. Now, when it comes to that word fornication, let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 9. And so when it look up, you look up verse 9, it says, Know ye not that uh, the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, in verse 9, it goes through the first five things are sexual sins. And the first thing it talks about is fornication. When you look that word up, it it is not meaning like people translate, oh, this is just a couple that got hot and bothered and they went, uh, you know, they're going to be having sex before marriage. Well, it is going to be something that's not done between married people. Fornication, if you're going to go have sex with a whore, you're going to go have sex with a whoremonger, either a male or female. The whore is the female and the whoremonger is the male. You're going to go have sex with a male whore or a female whore, uh, whichever you're going to do, that is sex outside of marriage that's what that is you say well you know that means something no it means what it says and so uh, fornication what it means is it literally translates male prostitute and when you look at the difference of it because if you go down even further in that same verse verse 9 we talk about the abuses of themselves with mankind and that in a sense, is translated to be defiled where they are literally like temple prostitutes, which existed back then in that day. Now, I tried to make a point the other, the other day when we started this. You say, well, there ain't no temple prostitutes. I beg to differ with you. I beg to differ with you. What do you think pornography, the business of pornography is about? Don't you know it's a multi-billion dollar business? Yes, it is. And I'm going to preach against it because it's evil and it's wrong. And you say, well, who are you? You're, you're probably addicted to it yourself because of the way you're talking. I know how people are. I know what you say. And guess what? I'm going to tell you the truth. You better believe I was addicted to it so I can know what I'm talking about and I can tell you like it is. And I'm going to tell you what. You better come out from among it and you better stop it because that stuff's going to burn your soul. Amen. Yes, it will. The Bible says we take fire in our bosom. You're going to take fire in your bosom. Do you know that when the Bible talks about that scripture says, can you take fire in your bosom and not be burned? Do you know it's talking about sexual sin? That's what it's talking about. That's what it's talking about. Now, so verse 9, there is the fornicator, which is the male prostitute, which is just like any, any person, if you're going to be having sex with somebody you're not married, listen to me. I don't care if you're male or female, either way it goes. If you're running around on your phone trying to find somebody to have sex with, don't you know you're acting like a prostitute? That's what the Bible says. There's people that you don't have to just be a prostitute. You be acting like one. And don't tell me that you don't know that, preacher. Don't tell me you don't know that because if you're going to sit there and tell me you don't know that, I'm going to tell you, you better get back to that Bible and study it. Now, 
So, the Bible literally talking about those things, and then when you get down here, abuses themselves by the reason why they abuse themselves is because they literally defiled their soul. Go look it up, and they defiled themselves. And you can look it up, and you can see these folks. They were the temple prostitutes. You say, well, how does that translate today? Because you know we don't see all that. We don't see Aphrodite's temple and all that that they had in Corinth. Well, no, we don't. But you can show sure enough see. Don't you tell me you don't know that. Don't you tell me that you don't know that pornography isn't a God. Yes, it is. Don't you know that Jesus even said money could be a God? If money could be a God, you think Jesus is going to sit there and tell you pornography can't be a God? It's a multi-billion dollar business. And you know why it's a multi-dollar business? Because people keep paying for it. That's why. And do you know that there are many people that claim to be Christian? And many of them are men. And y'all know you are. I know Isaiah. I know what you're talking about. I know what I'm talking about. I'm telling you right now. And many a day, don't you know, preachers have fallen under that kind of thing. And so if you're a preacher and you got yourself addicted, God can take you out of that. God can get, hallelujah. God can save you. God can deliver you. God can give you power. But you need that Holy Ghost power to help you get on out of there. Yes, sir. And the Bible says that you come out from among them and be you separate. Now, I know. I was addicted to that stuff. I know what I'm talking about. You take fire in your bosom. But let me tell you something. If you don't think it's not a temple of prostitutes, you got another thing coming. Yes, it is. Don't you know they get over there and they got their cameras going and they're doing all that stuff? Well, they're paying them. And some of them making good money doing what they're doing. And uh, all this kind of thing. Well, the more that you buy those movies and the more that you rent and you do and you go on, you say, well, I'm not doing that. I got my free pornography. Do you know you're just as much a whore as they are? You're just as much of a whoremonger as they are? You sit there looking at that? Huh? You know better. If you're a Christian, now this is a this is a podcast for the Christians, so I'm a, I'm not trying to be mean to you, and I'm not being hateful. I know some people look at me, or they listen to me. You're not looking at me, but you're listening because I ain't got it situated for you to look at me yet. But we will in time. But I don't tell you what you you're gonna listen, and some of you uh, you're not gonna like what I say because you think that everything's just fine. Uh, well, me and my wife, we we do that to enhance, enhance our sex life. Well, you better figure out another way to enhance your sex life instead of going on and looking at pornography because I'm going to tell you what, it's a God. It is a God. It is a God of lust. Do you understand that? It's a God of lust. So don't sit in there and tell me there ain't no temple of prostitutes. They fall, oh, yeah, and there's many of them, many temple of prostitutes. You know, many, many, many men and women that are in that field, and you are a, if you're listening, and you are part of that uh, thing, and maybe you you call yourself a model, you ain't no model, you're a whore. And if that's, it, that's what you are, that's what the Bible calls you if you're a female, you're a whore. And then the males, all your males that are in that pornography, you're a whoremonger. That's what the Bible calls the male that's a whore, you're a whoremonger. You say, well, I don't like that. You're being mean and you're being hateful. No, I love you. You say, nobody's going to talk to me like that and love me. Yes, I am. Because I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm not going to sit there and willy-dilly around with you. I'm going to tell you like it is. And so, uh, and, and you've, got, you've got men and women that are in this industry. And, and, and they don't even realize that it's a temple of prostitutes. They don't even realize that they're worshiping the God of lust. And I, I've, I've seen one time I saw a podcast, I don't know, a few months ago, 
And, uh, you know, and I thank God that he was delivered and all that. And he was, I guess, in the porn industry, this one man. And, and God helped him. I don't know if he's baptized with the Holy Ghost, but I was, I was, uh, you know, it was, it was a blessing to hear that there was somebody that come out of that industry and God called him to preach. And he's, uh, you know, but unfortunately, those things that have been done and all those films that have been made, they've already been made. And there's no way for him to get away with from that. But God called him. And so I guess he can reach a certain group. But do you know how many of you Christians, if you had somebody that was redeemed and they were no longer a model uh, in the porn industry, that if they told you they were going to be called to preach, you'd tell them, oh, no, I don't think so. Huh? So I'm going to talk to you for a minute. Who are you? Don't you know that the Apostle Paul, when he was talking about this, if you look at verse 11 in the same chapter, verse 6, or chapter 6 and verse 11 of 1 Corinthians, he said, and such were some of you. Huh? But he said now, he said, what, what's he say now? He said, but ye are washed and you are sanctified. Do you know what sanctified mean? Didn't we see in 1 Thessalonians? He said, this is your sanctify, sanctification that you flee from fornication. I mean, you know, he, flee, he fled out of there. Thank God. Hallelujah. And I'm glad... And, and uh, you know, so I'm not going to doubt that maybe the Lord did call him. And, and I'm thinking if, if he ain't got the Holy Ghost, God can still lead him. So if you're out there and you're listening to this and you know who you are, I don't remember your name, but you're a preacher and I, I saw your testimony. And I thank God for your testimony. But just let me tell you, if God wants to baptize, hallelujah, God wants to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire down in your soul. And he wants to fill you up with that Holy Ghost. Yes, sir. And... Uh, uh, you say, well, I, I, the Spirit of God is with me whenever I believed. Well, the Bible don't teach that. I mean, the Bible does teach it to the point that the, Lord, the Lord's Spirit will guide you and lead you into all truth. That is true. But to be in you, to be baptized with the Holy Ghost, that's a whole other issue. And God wants you to be baptized with the Holy Ghost. Don't listen to these lies of people that are telling you because maybe you've been in that porn industry so long and you never were around people that taught you about that Holy Ghost. So I want you to understand something. There are people out there who will teach you about being baptized with the Holy Ghost, not just the Spirit of God leading you. And I'm grateful to that. I thank God because I was a Baptist and God led me on. But there came a point in time when God baptized me with the Holy Ghost. And I'm telling you what, I never, hallelujah, I never forgot when God baptized me with the Holy Ghost. And so God wants to do the same for you. And I'm praying that God will lead you, whoever you are. I can't remember your name, but you were on some talk show or some uh, podcast or something. I think it was a, a different podcast or whatever. But um, I saw that testimony. I thought that's a wonderful testimony. And he could probably reach a lot of folks. And, uh, you know, and he got involved in all kinds of things within that industry, you know. And uh, so the bottom line is, God can save people. God can deliver people. God, hallelujah. God can deliver you from the bondage because there is a bondage to that because Satan has got chains. He's going to chain you up. He's going to bind you up and you're not going to be able to get out. You're going to say to yourself, I wish I could get out of this, but I can't stop watching this. I can't stop looking at this. I can't stop. I'm going to tell you what, that is true to your flesh. Your flesh can't, but that's what I'm trying to tell you. God has got power. God has got power. Don't you know that when Jesus said in 1 Corinthians chapter uh, 1 and verse 8, he said, you shall be endued, you shall be endued with power from on high, and you shall be martyred. He said, you shall be a witness. That's what it said. And that word witness means a martyr. That means you're going to die out of your flesh. You might die even physically for the name of the Lord, like so many early Christians did. But it also can mean as a martyr that we die to our flesh. Yes, sir. Yes, we do. And God himself, we can't do that on our own. 
You know, that's that's true what people say when they say, I just can't get up. I'm so addicted. I can't stop. I can't stop. Because I was there. I know exactly. And I remember, I remember the night that I just uh, stopped. I was at a red light. And I and I just put it in park. I put my car in park. And I raised my hands up. I just started sobbing to Jesus. And I said, Jesus, I can't do this. I don't have the strength. I didn't care who was walking around. It didn't make a difference to me. I didn't care who pulled up behind me. I didn't care who honked. I was going to give God the glory. And I said, Lord, I can't not do this. I don't have the strength and I don't have the power, but I need you, Jesus. I need you, Lord, to help me on out. I need you, Lord, to give me strength. Hallelujah. And the Holy Ghost came into that car. Hallelujah. And God gave me the strength and the power to overcome. And he can do the same. Hallelujah for you. Yes, he can. And so all of you Christians who want to look and stick your little nose down and try to make people feel like they're lower than the low, you better watch out. You better watch out because God's watching you. You better know that the Apostle Paul said, such were some of you. You better not forget that verse. I remember whenever I made my way back to the Lord and all, and I remember somebody wasn't even didn't know some people didn't even want to pray with me. Shame, shame, shame on you. Now, I prayed for you, but I'll tell you, it is a shame that you you will go that low. And uh, But God wants to help us out. God wants to save us. God wants to deliver us. Yes, he does. And, and, and I'm just trying to encourage some people that might be watching. And maybe it could be. Now, now y'all, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to, I'm telling you, I'm just going to tell it like it is on here. Uh, I, maybe you, some of you preachers, you up in the pulpit and you're preaching. Maybe you get up on Saturday. Now, we worship on Saturday, the Sabbath. But maybe you get up on Sunday. Maybe you do go to church on Saturday. I don't know. But maybe you, most churches, you don't get up on Saturday. Maybe you get up on the, in that pulpit on Sunday. And, and God gave you a message. And you get up there and you preach your message. And then you go home and do what you're doing. And people don't even know what you're doing. Hmm? You got yourself addicted? Look, I, I, I get that. I understand what you're saying. But you're going to have to repent. You hear me, preacher? You don't have to repent because if you've got that stuff down and, and, and you know it's going to cause destruction, you know it is because sexual sin will destroy. It's going to destroy you. And you're going to have to ask God to help you. Well, maybe you're one of these preachers that have been preaching for a long time that the Holy Ghost baptism is no longer given. Are you one of those preachers? Well, I'm going to tell you what, the Holy Ghost baptism is still being, hallelujah, still being poured out. Yes, sir. And God wants to give you the power and the anointing that you, hallelujah, to give you the power and the anointing that you need. And God will do it. He will. I promise you, God is going to give you the strength. You say, well, I've tried and I've prayed and I've prayed and I've prayed. I was the same place. Amen. Now, I'm going to say something else. I got addicted after I was baptized with the Holy Ghost. You say, well, how is that possible? I thought the power God can give you. Well, it can, but guess what the Bible says? You got to stay full of, you got to be full of the Holy Ghost. Huh? Stephen, the Bible talked about Stephen when he was being stoned. It says he was full of the Holy Ghost. What did they do in the church when there was a problem with the widows and there was a difference between what was being given to the Jewish widows in the church and the Gentile widows in the church? Well, when they came to the apostles and the apostles said, you need to find a certain amount of men and make sure they're all full of the Holy Ghost. Now, if you can't be full of the Holy Ghost and you can't know that a person is full of the Holy Ghost, then how would they have went and picked men that were full of the Holy Ghost? They would have had to know something. You see what I'm saying? And so there is, 
this place that we can go to be full of the Holy Ghost, that God can keep us full. But I'll tell you what, I didn't stay full. You know why I didn't stay full? Because I stopped praying. You know why I stopped praying? Because I got my eyes on things I shouldn't have got my eyes on. Because you know what? When you baptize with the Holy Ghost, so I'm going to talk to y'all that's been baptized with the Holy Ghost and maybe you did get addicted. Listen, there is a way out. All right, you hearing me now? Now, maybe you, maybe you have been baptized with the Holy Ghost and you're thinking, what is wrong with me? What happened to me? Well, you got your eyes on things you shouldn't have. Maybe it started, and the book of James tells how. Because it starts with it starts with thinking. It starts with certain thinking. And then we allow that thinking to turn to sin. And that's what can happen. And then once once Satan sees that, now if you baptize with the Holy Ghost, you certainly can't be possessed of no evil spirit. God's not going to let that happen. Uh, I mean, you can eventually uh, cause God's spirit. Literally, the Bible talks about uh, those, uh, you know, the blaspheme of the Holy Ghost. Once you speak blaspheme of the Holy Ghost, there's no turning around. But that's a whole other issue that we're going to talk about another time. But you've been baptized in the Holy Ghost. That Holy Ghost is in you. But you know what? You still wake up. Don't you wake up every morning with your flesh? Don't you? Y'all do, don't you? I know I do. I wake up every day with the same flesh I woke up that I went to bed with. Amen. You went to bed with the same body you got up. You didn't get up with another body, did you? Because if you did, we got something freaky going on. Amen. Yeah, that's true. So so the, the bottom line is, you wake up with that flesh. Well, guess what? You got to deal with that flesh. You got to tell that flesh. Because when you were baptized with the Holy Ghost, you became like a dual person. You became a dual-natured person. You still got the flesh to deal with, but there is that Spirit of God that God has put in you. And what did the, what did the Bible say? What did the Apostle Paul say? Your babes in Christ. You know, you come to the Lord, your babes in Christ. Well, didn't you know he said some of you still drinking on the bottle? You're still drinking milk. Why? Because that baby didn't grow. That baby, that Holy Ghost spilled new creature. Because the Bible says a new creature, not thinking First Corinthians, either first or second Corinthians, but it's chapter five and verse seventeen. It's either first or second Corinthians, but it's chapter five and verse seventeen. It said we're a new creature in Christ. Amen. That's what we are. We're a new creature in Christ. And so if we're a new creature in Christ, guess what? There is a new creature. God has put that spirit of God in you, and you have become a new creature, but you still wake up with the flesh. Oh, what a conundrum we got going on. What a deal we got going on. We're going to have to fight on. Yes, sir. Well, what, what does the Bible say? The Lord said to his disciples, he said, I want you to go, and you're going to be endued with power from on high. That's what he said in 1 Corinthians chapter uh, 1 and verse 8. And so what did they do? They went on, and, and they, they walked on, and they went where, and they were obedient. You and I need to do the same thing. We need to step and keep walking where God tells us to walk. And I believe that any of you that are listening and have not been baptized with the Holy Ghost, God wants you to take some steps and walk towards being baptized with this. Hallelujah! Be baptized with that Holy Ghost and fire. Yes, sir. And so, uh, but you get baptized with the Holy Ghost. Now, I'll go back to y'all that have been, and maybe you got addicted. Listen to me. There is a way out. And like I said, I remember that I was just, I was just sobbing and crying. And I thank God not one car came up behind me. God let me just absolutely be lost in the Holy Ghost. And I was just crying and waving my hands and speaking in tongues. And God just swept over me one more time. And God began to give me the strength from that night on. And I'm going to tell you what, it's not easy. It's just like any of these people that, uh, you know, you, uh, you know, you're alcoholic, you're, uh, any of those other things. Yeah, you know, you got to stay away from things. 
You can't expect yourself to be an overcomer and you and you still got things in underneath your drawer or under your mattress or wherever you stick it, wherever you put it, wherever you hide it from. And then you and then you got things on your phone you know you ought not to. My just when I repented and God gave me, you know, he, he said, he gave me that anointing, that power. I got back to where I needed to be and got full of the Holy Ghost again. And, and, and you know, but we get away. You get away. When you baptize the Holy Ghost, that don't mean that uh, you're not susceptible to sin. Absolutely you are. And especially if you burned your soul. Because the Bible says sexual sin. He said, can you take fire in your bosom? You can burn the living daylights out of you. Do y'all hear me? You can burn the living daylights out of your soul. Do you understand that? And you burn it with sexual sin. That's why it's so destructive. It's absolutely destructive. Yes, sir. And I am speaking this from experience. And so uh, my heart goes out to those that have that difficulty. Because uh, I'll tell you what. The devil can't possess you unless you, you know, committed unpardonable sin. But if you still got a mind to want to walk on with Jesus and you have literally gotten bound up and you are struggling with that, I'm going to tell you there's a way out. But you're going to have to make up your mind. You're going to repent, and you're going to turn. Get rid of all that mess. Get it out of your closets. Get it out of your cars. Get it out Get it out of all them hidden places. Get it on out of there. Amen. You say, well, I sure spent a lot of money. Well, don't you know? The devil will come and steal, kill, and destroy. He's going to steal. Amen. He's going to take your finances, and you're going to be spending on those things. And yeah, it'd be expensive. That's the devil's way, don't you know? And so, but God can help you. He can. Now, some of y'all that uh, you, you say, well, you're just talking to those that are baptized with the Holy Ghost. Listen, if you have put your faith in Jesus Christ, I'm not trying to slam you and make it sound like that you ain't got to walk with the Lord. I'm not saying that at all because I thank God for everybody's walking where they are. Amen. Hallelujah. But listen, I'm telling you, God wants to fill you with the Holy Ghost. God wants to give you that power. And that word power there that Jesus talked about, it was the word dunamis. That means, that's where we get our word dynamite from. It's like dynamite power. Hallelujah. It's an explosive power that God puts down in our soul, and it's got power. It is God's mighty power coming inside of us, and he literally can fill you up to overflowing. All right, hear me now. If you're so full of the Holy Ghost, there is no room for your flesh to take over. But... If you get to the place where you stop praying like you used to, you don't pray like you used to, and you know that's where, because listen, there's always a way for the devil to get in and tempt us. There's always a way. There's always something that is causing that in the first place. But the Bible says we're drawn away by our own lust in the book of James. So it starts one way. But look, the devil's not stupid. All right, Satan can't be everywhere all the time, but he's showing up got devils. And those devils, they're going to be dispatched. And don't you know he's showing up going to dispatch them to people that have been baptized with that Holy Ghost and fire because he knows they got that Spirit of the Lord in them. And if you've made up your mind, maybe you're not baptized with the Holy Ghost. Maybe you've been seeking it and you ain't got it yet. The Bible says he gives the Holy Ghost to those that obey him. Have you obeyed in, in your sex life? Have you done that? Or are you still hanging on? Are you still going on and you say, I just can't give it up, I can't give it up. I know exactly what you're talking about. And you are correct 100%. You can't do it. But Jesus, hallelujah, Jesus can do it. Jesus can give you the power and the anointing and the strength to overcome. You can be an overcomer. 
But see, Satan wants to take you down. We're soldiers in the army of the Lord. Don't you know that the devil wants to shoot you down and he don't want you to get up? And every time you try to get up, he's going to shoot you back down because he does not want the soldiers of the Lord to stand. But I'm going to tell you what, if you will get full of the Holy Ghost, if you will allow the power of God to come over you from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet, I'm telling you what, God has got power. He's got anointed power that he can give to you in order for you to overcome. Now, for any and all of y'all, whether you be Baptist or whatever you got going on, maybe you're Catholic, maybe whatever, and you've not been baptized with the Holy Ghost, and you hear all that, I'm not saying that you don't have a walk with God if you really love Jesus and you're walking on. I'm not at all saying that you don't have a mind to walk with the Lord. I'm not saying that at all. I would not do that because I know there are a lot of faithful and people that really do love the Lord. But listen, we go from faith to faith, from glory to glory. God wants us to move forward. We've got to abound more and more. That's what the Word of God says. And so... Uh, here a little there a little we got to learn and we got to grow and so if you're somewhere where they're teaching you that you don't can't, can't receive this i'm telling you you can i'm telling you this holy ghost is available for you today amen but listen those of y'all and i'm trying to talk to y'all they've been filled with the holy ghost at one time and maybe you got addicted to that and you know there are some women also as well now it seems to be that the men are the ones that are more addicted to it because we're made as visual creatures and all of that kind of thing and that can part, uh, play a part in those things. But listen to me. You, somewhere you stop praying like you used to. You say, well, I still pray. Well, you may still pray, but you're not staying full of the Holy Ghost and you know you're not. You know you're not. Those of you that were baptized with the Holy Ghost, I remember the night I got baptized with the Holy Ghost and, and, and what the Lord wants. And when you get filled with the Holy Ghost, that means that you were willing to be obedient to repent. Now, that don't mean that, uh, you know, that you, uh, you got all your ducks in a row, you got it all straightened out before you came to Jesus. You can't do that. That won't work. That, that doesn't work. And I'm talking to y'all that are not baptized with the Holy Ghost. Yeah, that don't work. In order to be baptized with the Holy Ghost, you got to understand, you got to bring all your garbage to Jesus. All your, everything you got going on, I don't care what it is, because the Lord sees it all anyway. Don't you know the Lord's watching you when you're looking at that pornography? Huh? Don't you know that the Lord is watching you? He sure is. He's watching you. And, 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 you know, and I know a lot of single people, especially single men, a lot of them have a really difficult time with that because it's so readily available anymore. It's it's just out there, and it's so it's a, a demon. It is a it is literally nowadays. This is that very thing that the apostle talked about. We see it played out in our day in a different way, but it is the porn industry. That porn industry. It is a and I know people that may even stumble upon and say, "You listen to that preacher. He sure is slamming your business." I am because you know what in the in 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 the church in in Ephesus. I'll tell you what they turned that upside that church that uh, city upside down they did and all of that stuff that they used to do they had the goddess uh, the all of their uh, idols to their goddess that they worship and it began to impede on that business i intend amen hallelujah to impede on the business of pornography listen to me i'm telling you what there needs to be an army of the lord that stands up and those of you that are addicted listen if you love the lord god can give you power he's got it and you can stand up and you can be strong because god it's his strength that you're going to stand in but you are right. You can't stand in your strength. There's no way you can fight this. There's no way that you yourself can fight this. It will not work. You have got to have the power of the Holy Ghost to give you the strength to overcome this because it is a very powerful demon. It really is. And so uh, I want you to understand something. There is hope. 
Please understand this. So please don't be so discouraged that you think I'm never going to get out because that's exactly how I felt. But I'm telling you what, there's power. I'm telling you what, God can, he really can help you to get out of that. He really, really can. He loves you. He adores you. You say he ain't going to love me because of all I did. Well, you have no idea how nasty I was. Now, I'm not talking about like, you know, well, I don't want to get too detailed, but, uh, you know, I didn't break no laws is what I'm going to say with that. I guess I could say that. But nevertheless, pornography was a very heavy, heavy tool that the devil had me chained up with. It, it was, a, it, and, and you have to understand, there are people that do know how this feels. They do know what that struggle is like. They really do. There's people that have come out on the other side of this, and God has given them the strength. And it, it's, it, you know, and day by day, because we've been burned. The more that you watch, the more that you look at, the more that you listen to, the more burned in your soul that you become. And the Bible says that we burn. That's what happens. Because it says, do you take fire into your bosom? In other words, inside of your soul, where your soul is in your spirit, you're burning your soul and your spirit every time that you look at pornography. Every single time. And I'm going to go a step further. Every time that you go out and have promiscuous sex and you're having sex with people that you are not married to, I'm going to tell you right now, you are burning a hole into your soul. When you go out and you're traveling on and you're looking, you get on the phone. And you know what? There are men and women doing it now. Okay? Not just, you know, it's, it's a very heavy-duty thing that's in the gay world with men, gay men, and all that kind of thing. And I only, I use that word very uh, lightly and carefully, whatever, but that, that kind of thing. Uh, so, and I came from that world, and, and God told me, no, you're a eunuch, and that's where it's going to be, and so God has made a difference in my life. But listen, I know that it's prevalent. There's probably hardly no gay men that don't have pornography somewhere. Amen. God wants to save you. God wants to deliver you. God wants to keep you. God wants to take you out. God wants to, and the Lord told me, he said, come out from among them and be, be separate. And you got to do that. You got to come out from among them and be separate. There, there, There's things going on in that world and in that life. And, and there are uh, addictions and not just uh, pornography, but drugs and alcohol, all kinds of things that are very, very addictive. Now, I'm not saying that every person that is a part of that life uh, and when I say life, I, I know what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about, uh, I don't call it lifestyle, but I'm just talking about in, in the way of life and that kind of thing because there's a way of life and um, uh, certain things that, that go on that are very much against the Word of God. So now listen, so I'm going to get back on track. I don't want to get off track. But I'm telling you, it, it, there are so many men, and I'm talking now to all you that, uh, you know, those that you are attracted to the opposite sex you know what i'm talking about uh and you you married and you addicted to pornography and maybe your wife don't even know it hmm? now i know that that's true because i've counseled with people and i know it's true i know that many many men it's not just a thing that uh, men who are same-sex attracted that they're addicted to it's not just a thing that is just a man thing either it's not just men addicted to pornography women are addicted don't you know there's women in in those fields you say well all the women are uh, brought into that uh you know and they're they're forced into it i know that there are some that are i i understand and i agree with you 100 there are a lot of them that are forced into it and it's a terrible terrible thing 
There are some people that are tricked into it, some women that are tricked into it, children, women. I mean, it's just horrible. There's so many of them that are tricked into that, and I get that. I understand that, and I, I am not at all denying that that uh, goes on. You know, you see it in the news all the time. But, but what I am saying is that there are some women that are very much a part of that, and they don't mind being a part of it. Now, I know that's true, too. You know, and there's some people out there that they're going to disagree with me, and they're going to say, no, there ain't no women like that. Oh, no, there are. There are some women that are just as much of a whorish person as, as a male whoremonger. And if, you, if you're a female uh, prostitute, you're a whore. If you're a male prostitute, you're a whoremonger. That's what the Bible says. I'm not being mean. I'm just telling you what the Bible says and what it calls it. And there's some other terms, too, because the male prostitute is even called a dog. That's what it says, too. Now, I'm not being mean and hateful to you. I just want you to understand they're like a, they're like a dog that just travels around and like a vagabond just going around and, and doing. Now, I know some people cannot possibly believe that people can be redeemed from this. There's, when I say that, you say, well, I'm a Christian. I believe that. Do you? Do you really believe that? Then how come when some folks go down the altar and you find out what lifestyle they come from or what way that they were living or whatever you want to call it, that you refuse to pray with them? And, and I know that happens, and it happens more frequently in a Pentecostal church than any other way, and I'm telling you, that's a shame. It should not be. It should not be. You got the truth. you preaching the oneness of God, and you're preaching Jesus' name, baptism, you and, uh, and and baptism of the Holy Ghost, you, treat, you know, preaching um, separation from the world and all of those things that the Bible clearly teaches us. And then you can go and, and be mean and hateful like that. You can't do that. You've got to be willing to be a loving and kind person that's willing to pray for folks and help them out and all that kind of thing. Now, but what I'm talking about right now, uh, you know, and... and uh, Addiction is not something that's going to go away instantly. You say, well, you make it sound like if I pray through and I am full of the Holy Ghost, it's just instantly going to go away. Now, I'm not saying that. I want you to understand there's going to be some work. You hear me? There's going to be some work. And it's going to be a day-to-day -day thing. And the devil will think, especially when you start backing away. When the devil sees you take that stuff and wrap it up in a bag or whatever you're going to do with it, you know, because most people, when they, you know, go to repent, they don't want other people having seen what they were doing because they're trying to get straight with God. They're trying to get straightened out. And so whatever you get it wrapped up in and you try to toss it out or whatever you're going to do, if you're fully and truly committed to repentance and you want to serve the Lord, Jesus will be there for you. He'll help you out. But listen, it's going to be some work. Because once the devil sees that you're making your mind up to turn around, he's going to try to throw something at you. He's going to try to tempt you. So it's not going to be easy, okay? I want you to understand that it ain't going to be easy. But I'm going to be here praying for folks, and I do, because I know that this is a real thing, and I know that they people, and I, I love y'all. I know, I, I tell you what, when, when, when you've been through some things and you understand some of these things because of your own experiences, it gives you a compassion for people and it helps you to, to really understand where people come from when they say i just can't do this well i know you can't i i, I love you and i and i'm right here with you i understand i know you can't but god can the bible says 
We can do all things through Christ which strengthen us. And it's the absolute truth, I promise you. Now, but it's going to be some work. It's going to take some time. And you're going to have to uh, get your mind made up that you are going to serve the Lord and you're going to keep on moving on. You're going to keep on. Fall, get back up. Get back up, keep moving. Get yourself soaked in the Word. Here's the other thing. You can't do away with prayer. you got to get into a relationship with the Lord. Don't you know that's what Jesus wants from you and I? Well, we see in Jesus and His life in the Bible, that's what He wants to see in our lives. Jesus wants us to reflect Him. But the only way we can reflect the Lord Jesus is by getting into a relationship with Him. You and I, we've got to be in a relationship with Him and love Him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We've got to love Him with all of our heart, being, soul, mind, spirit, everything we got going on. The Lord wants us to have a relationship with Him, a deep and abiding relationship. That means a living relationship. you got to be willing that every day when you wake up, I'm going to be in a relationship with Jesus today. I'm going to show Jesus how much I love Him. I'm going to show Him that I care about Him. Now, here's the deal. You need to be in the Word, too. I want you to understand that. Now, I see people that are literally talking against that that claim to be Christians. But listen, the Word, there's power in the Word. Okay, it says we're washed by the water of the Word. There is power in the Word. And, and God, you know, the Bible says that the Word was made flesh. And so as we read the Word, it literally will strengthen you. It will give you power and it will give you anointing even, even in reading the Word of God. And some of these things that we see that we're going over, some of these verses, get yourself acclimated to them. Look at these words. Place yourself in those positions and look at verse 11 over and over again. Read it again and again. Such were some of you. You can say, I was that. I was like that. I know that Jesus has given me power and he has given me anointing. Now I'm trying to slow down while I'm talking because I get really excited in the Lord and I love talking the word of God and I, I get myself fired up in the word. The Bible says to stir up the gift that you have in it. But he also says that your spirit is subject to the prophet. And so I'm trying to slow myself down here, man, so I can talk to y'all and trying to get you to understand, look, Jesus loves you. He loves you. I'm telling you, I promise you, he does. You say, well, you don't know all the nasty mess I've done. Well, you don't know mine. And we don't need to just, you know, Bob says it's a shame to even talk about those things done in the dark and all that. So we don't want to go down and just glorify the enemy and all that. But but we do, uh, we do sometimes, uh, some people need to be able to testify and say, look, this is where I was. Now, you don't go into all the sordid detail, but enough that people understand enough of the detail. And sometimes those things like this podcast, there ain't, ain't no need to be no children listening to this podcast. Okay? They don't need to be listening to that. Okay? Because you as a parent, you need to be teaching your child and all that kind of thing. When they become old enough and they need, they're strong enough in the Lord, they listen and all of that. And you can, uh, you know, and maybe they need to hear a preacher talking like this because you, you don't hear preachers talk like this a lot of times. They do, especially Pentecostal preachers because they, they don't want to get that detailed. They're afraid that familiarity is going to create problems. Well, it might, but you know what I'm going to tell you? I'm going to tell you, you know what? You better get right with Jesus and pray through. Because I'm going to tell it like it is because this is God's whole word. Hallelujah. This is God's whole word, so we're going to talk about it. 
And I told y'all when I started this, if you look back on the very first one I did, I told y'all, sometimes I, I might offend some folk with something I'm going to say. And I warned you that, and I told y'all, and so I'm not trying to purposely offend you. I'm not trying to purposely make you mad at me. I don't want that. I want you, you know, I want you to know that I love you. I don't, I'm not trying to make you mad. I'm not trying to offend you. And, and you know, if, I, if I've offended you accidentally, like I use the word Joe sometime, and I shouldn't have done that, so I apologize to all the people with their name Joe or Joseph or whatever, I do, you know. But, but, uh, but listen, I'm not trying to purposely offend you. And if you were offended because of the word, I'm not apologizing for that. I'm not going to do that because the Lord told me, he said, don't you be afraid of their faces. He said, you go tell them what I told you. And what needs to be said is, look, what we're going to be talking about, we're going to be talking about it again next week. Might be talking about it for a couple of weeks, a couple more, not weeks, but a couple more podcasts. We got to talk about this sexual sin and we got to talk about these problems. And tonight we're going to be talking about that pornography issue. So if you've got pornography in your house right now and you know you're addicted, because let me tell you something. If you have any pornography in your house or you have any pornography on your phone, I'm going to tell you right now, nine chances out of ten, you're addicted. Because if you weren't, how come you don't just remove it? Well, I like to look at it. Okay, well, you're addicted. Okay? And, and Jesus, you know, listen, God is not a prude. All right. Now I know some of you. You know exactly what I mean by that. God's not approved. He created sex. He wants He wants those in a marital relationship to enjoy that. Okay. There's nothing wrong with enjoying sex. It's a, it's a wonderful and exciting thing and all of that. God wants you to be able to do that. But but it's in within the marital relationship. It's not you know going out and acting like a whore or or a whoremonger, whichever. And and you can't behave like that. We've got to repent of that. Uh. You know. But people. You know, they get on their phones and you go, you're looking things up. You know you are. You know how many people have been caught doing that? Like famous people. You know, they get caught doing it and it's like, oh my goodness. You know? And, and it's like, look, the devil is going to do everything he can to bind you up. And whether you're baptized with the Holy Ghost, you still have your flesh to deal with. If you've never been baptized with the Holy Ghost, I've been trying to encourage you to be filled with the Holy Ghost. But... Any uh, and all of us are susceptible to this powerful God. And when I say God, I'm using a little G. You understand me? I ain't talking about God Almighty. And I use capital letters, so if you wonder why when you look at my podcast, I put it in capital letters, because God deserves to be in capital letters, and His name deserves to be in capital letters. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But that little G, that God of lust... Amen. That God of pornography, God of porn, don't you know it is a God? It is the abusers of themselves with mankind. You're abusing yourself. That's what you're doing. That's what the scripture is talking about here. You're abusing yourself, abusing yourself with mankind. You have bowed down to the God of lust. You say, well, don't the others do that? Yeah, but you went a step further if you're in the pornography industry. You've went even further. You sold yourself to the point everybody watches you and looks at you. Everybody watching you look at you. That's that's uh, well, those that are watching the point. Okay, so some of you, I may have been watching you long many days ago before God got a hold of me and gave me the strength to get on and to stop it. And and and, and you know, and and let me let me tell you something. You may think that you are not serving the God of lust, 
and that you're not in the temple of prostitutes, but listen and hear this eunuch preacher. You are. Amen. And amen means it's so. Now, I'm not being mean and hateful to you. I'm trying to get you to, I'm trying to get you to hear. You know, and the Bible tell, he told the uh, preacher, he said, go preach to him. He said, whether they're here or not, I don't know, but go tell it anyhow. So that's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to hope that your ears are going to open up. Because if you are in the porn industry and you, are, now y'all call yourself models. If you're on here, if you happen to hook up with this and you're listening to this, if you are a model, you call yourself a model, you ain't no model, you're a whore. If you're a woman, you're not a model, you're a whore. If you are a male, you're a whoremonger. Okay, the Bible uses another word, you're a dog too. But the male prostitute, that's what you are. You're a male prostitute. And so you up there in the temple of prostitutes, in the temple of the God of lust. Because it's a big business. Okay, it's absolutely just permeated this world. And, it, and Satan knows what he's doing. He knows it's addictive to people. And here's the deal. Just like in the Corinthian church, because the Apostle Paul is talking about these things because of what was available. It was readily and easily available. And the reason why is because they were in the Roman culture. Now, I know this podcast is going long, and I meant it to be. These podcasts are going to go long because you know why? Because there's a lot of people out there. Y'all know there's a lot of folk out there addicted. And you may be listening, and you may yourself be one of them. But... Those that Roman culture, they had such a low, absolutely horrible low value of sex in that culture. It was absolutely a mess. And so you have to understand we are pretty much there now in the same manner. And don't you know that when they went to the temple, uh, goddess of love, and they went up there, that's why he was telling them, don't, don't be a part of it. Don't do that. He said, such were some of you, you're not. And some of them came out of there. Some of them temple prostitutes came out of there. Well, some of you can come out of that porn industry. You can come out of that God of lust and that temple of lust. You can come out of there. You certainly can. You say, but that's my career. I'm just wrapped up in it. Look, if that could happen with that preacher that came out of it, you can do the same. You can. God loves you and he's going to give you the strength. He's going to give you the ability. He's going to give you help. But you got to be willing to want to repent. That's what you got to do. You got to be willing to turn around, change, allow God to change your life. Now, the Lord's going to have to change your life, okay? Because He's the only one that can make us into a new creature. You can't do it yourself. You ain't got the power. It comes through the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the one. Don't you know the Holy Ghost? You know what the Bible says it is in Galatians, in chapter 4, I believe it. It talks about the Spirit of His Son being sent from God. And, and, and so the Spirit of the Son of Jesus Christ inside of that's that Holy Ghost power. You got Jesus with you. You got Jesus in spirit uh, inside of you, living inside of you. He's going to give you help. He's going to give you strength. He can show enough to do it. I'll tell you, he can. And if you are somebody that are part of that industry, I promise you God can help you. If you want out, and look, I know there's a lot of you. I, I get that you enjoy what you're doing. A lot of you probably do. You know the Bible. Like I said, I was going to say a while ago, God's not approved. He understands sex, number one. It... it in, in and of itself, uh, it's a very powerful thing. And and we all, uh, you know, most all of us, now there's a few people that don't have a sex drive, but mo most people have it. And some people's sex drive is more intense than others, and we know that's true. But, we, we you know, those that have enjoyed sex, 
You can't say that, well, it's not fun and it's not enjoyable and all that. Well, God knows it is. He created it for us to enjoy and have a good time. But he said, I'm going to put some boundaries on it. And you can't cross those boundaries. And if you're a whore or you're a whoremonger, you've crossed those boundaries. You crossed them and you crossed them way over. So you're an abuser of yourself with mankind. You're allowing, and, and you say, well, what do you mean mankind? Because both men and women have done that. You, you've been abuser with mankind. Well, mankind, when you look it up, is talking about the male. So women have done it. Men have done it. You've abused yourself. And there are men that have abused themselves with other men. You've, you've been a part of that. If you're another, uh, what you call yourself, model, you're not a model. You're a whore. You're a whoremonger if you're a male and a whore if you're a woman. And you're in that porn industry. That's what it is. It's a whorish way of living. And God don't want that. He loves you. He loves you. And, and I know you might be mad at me. I mean, some of you may want to just kill me dead for saying what I'm saying. But I'm telling you absolutely to the point because I write to the point. I'm not going to beat around the bush like some people. I'm going to tell it like it is. So after this podcast, I'm sure that if I open up for people to comment, I probably have all kinds of nasty comments, even from Christians. Shame on you people that call yourself Christian. And then you, you, you won't get mad at me for being so detailed. Well, some of you preachers, you need to get detailed. You need to send the kids out. Let them go out to, you know, in some other area. You know, to be go out there and, and, and do what they're going to do for children because uh, children don't need to be listening to some of this. We're talking to adults. And maybe some teenagers that are old enough, teenagers that are old enough, so you better hear me, teenagers, if you're old enough to be listening, because even when you're 18, 19, you're still a teenager. If you're old enough, you need to understand God expects you uh, to to rein in your sex life you say okay well what about folks like that and you you're really not old enough to be getting married well have you ever heard of masturbation you say oh my word i can't believe this preacher's talking like this well i'm gonna tell you jesus didn't speak against it he didn't talk about it. now i know a lot of pentecostal preachers are gonna be just chopping me to bits but you know god is not approved and God, you know, there's some people with, uh, you know, got a mind and they say, well, I just can't, I just can't deal with this and I got to go do and I got to have, you know, because my drive is just driving me crazy. Well, most people know that uh, masturbation will take care of that. You know that it will. And, and you say, well, some preacher going to say, oh, you shouldn't even be talking like that. And you shouldn't be telling nobody that because uh, their mind is going to go and whether you need to get your mind in control of God. You need to submit your mind to God. Now, if you need to use it for uh, release or whatever you want to call it, most of the time it's men, but I know there's there's women that I've had to counsel, and, and they said, I, I feel bad. And I said, there's no reason to feel bad. I said, you, what you, I said, make sure your mind is right, because the Lord, He talks about those things. He said we can sin with our mind. He said some of them committed adultery in their mind. Don't you know some of you men, you, can, you those of you that are attracted to the opposite sex, you know full well that some of you have committed adultery in your mind already. You know that. And you need to repent of that. And you know how many married people also, they utilize masturbation. A lot of them do. Now, sometimes because their spouse is sick or, you know, they might be even dying. or they So don't, don't sit there 
and be such a prude and you say well that's not being a prude because uh it's i know some of you out there and what you're talking and some of you you know why some of you speak against masturbation i'm gonna tell you why i'm gonna tell you right now why because i've noticed most of the ones that speak against it you ain't got no holiness standards did you hear me you ain't got no holiness standards. You don't believe in inward and outward holiness. So what you're going to do is you're going to jump on the bandwagon of something. And what most of y'all do is you jump on the bandwagon of this one. And then what you do is you send teenagers into guilt and, and adult people into guilt and all this kind of stuff. That needs to stop. You need to stop that nonsense. There ain't no sense in that. And, and you say, well, you ain't got no Bible. I got Bible because Jesus didn't talk about it. So you, if he shut his mouth, you better shut up yourself. You better shut your mouth because you're talking something. Now, I realize, yes, the mind can go and all that kind of thing. I get all that. I understand that. But you're going to have to submit that to God. You're really going to have to submit it to God. So uh, I'm going to tell you like it is. Pray before and pray after. And I'm not kidding. Say, God, help me. I just need release. And, and pray and pray afterwards if you need to. I'm not saying that's what you've got to do, but I'm just saying that may be one way for you to get on through so that you don't let your mind go somewhere where it shouldn't go because you know that you can sin with your mind just like Jesus said. Hmm? You say, well, what if I fall? Well, get back up. Repent and get back up and, and make sure that God... Is a, God's got to be a part of everything. He's got to be a part of our sex life. He's got to be a part of our finances. He's got to be a part of everything we do in our life. Everything. He's got to be the absolute center of our lives. Okay? Now, back to what I was talking about. So, this pornography thing. I do know that there are a lot of people that are addicted to pornography. And what I hear some of you preachers saying, you're saying... Well, masturbation has caused them to be addicted to pornography. That is a lie. That's a flat-out lie. It's not that. It's the other way around. People become addicted to pornography, and they need to hear a preacher say, Look, this is addictive. And even if you're praying, you can be addicted, so you need to stay away from it because it's going to burn your soul. Amen. But it is true. Yes, there are many people that use pornography while they masturbate. I get that. I understand that. And I know that's true. But you shouldn't be doing that either. You shouldn't be using that as a tool for masturbation. You should not be doing that. Now, I do know because of counsel with people that there are married couples that have done the same thing. They're using pornography while they're having sex because they want to make it all hot and bothered because they got bored. And you, if you are any of those and you are a Christian, you better stop that right now. You say, well, you, how are you going to tell people just to stop? Well, I'm telling you, you better stop it because it ain't right. Because pornography is mentioned in the Word. You say, no, it's not. Oh, yes, it is. Because fornication, every time that that Word is mentioned in the, Old, in the New Testament, go look it up. It starts with the word P-O-R-N, porn. That's where we got it from. Because in their day, they didn't have it filming. They had it literally going on. Well, in this day, you can literally enjoy watching people having sex. And I say enjoy because I know the Bible says sin is the ple there's pleasure in sin. The Bible doesn't deny that. 
There's pleasure in sin, but it says for a season. Because after a while, you're going to start feeling dirty, you're going to start feeling ugly, and you're going to know you ain't right with God. Amen. It's the truth. Amen. And so uh, the bottom line is that we need to bring these things into subjection. You're going to have to get that pornography out of your life. It's got to go. You can't keep that up. Now, here's the deal. The more that you continue, the more you're going to burn your soul. And the more you burn your soul, the harder it's going to be for you to get out. Excuse me. Do you understand that? Now, I'm sorry. I just burped because I ate before I came in here. And I didn't mean to burp. And if anybody heard me, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to offend you. I told you. I tell it like it is. Now, I'm, I'm trying to get this across because some people, there are preachers out there. They're going to tell you things they ought not be telling you. They, they ought not be telling you, you know, just to make a blanket statement that masturbation is a sin. That's ridiculous. That's absolutely nonsense. It's absolute nonsense. But, but listen, if you want to think that, you're going ahead. But I'll tell you what, you better get to thinking why you're doing that. I know why you're doing it. Because I noticed that every single preacher... Most of them, every single preacher that don't have outward holiness, almost every single one of those preach against it. Now, I have seen Pentecostal preachers, you know, my own pastor. I went to him, and I, I was young. I wasn't married yet. And, of course, you know, most young, young people, they're masturbating at a young age. Many, many people are. And then you're going to put that burden on them and they're going to feel like they're going to hell. They're going to feel like a terrible thing. I remember uh, my aunt, uh, not my aunt, but one of the neighbors, actually one of the neighbors, my mom caught me uh, when I was a teenager, caught me masturbating. And that, or not, I wasn't even a teenager. I'm sorry. I was actually, I was actually like 10 years old and I was, and, uh, and my mom caught me in the bathroom. I forgot to lock the door. Well, you know, my mother went and spread to the neighbors what she caught me doing. I was so embarrassed I didn't know what to do. I wanted to just crawl under a rock and die. And uh, that neighbor came over because she said, I don't know what to say to my son. So she, can, I know that's what went on. I don't know exactly the conversation, but I know that's what happened because the woman came and sat down with my mother on one side and the other woman on the other, and I'm in the middle of the two of them because my daddy had died. So there was no man to come along and talk. And so that woman sat there. And she told me I would go blind masturbating. She said, you don't do that, you can go blind. I'm not kidding. She told this back in the 60s. And she told that story, told that lie. Huh? And, 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 and all of that and talking about the evils of it. And yet that woman was sitting there, got makeup all over her face, got her hair cut up to everywhere, gotten on a pair of pants like wearing like a man, and you won't sit there and you won't talk about sin. You say, well, I don't like what you just said. I don't. Well, that's what I'm trying to tell you. You know, I believe in inward and outward holiness. Now, you may not. Maybe you don't like what I just said. Well, you know, like I said, you can get glad the same way you got mad. If you don't like it, that's too bad. That's just how I see it. Now, <clears throat> the bottom line is, uh, when I went to my pastor years later, and I was, I don't know, I think it was like 20 years old, and I said, you know, this is... I confessed and I said, I don't know what to do about that. And, and, and he was so compassionate. And he said, you know, he said, Brother John, don't, don't be so worried about that. 
He said, now, I ain't going to instruct you. I'm going to counsel you. That, you know, you got to ask the Lord to help you to control your mind, to, to allow you. And, and he said, if it's just simply, uh, you know, that you're, uh, you know, you're, you're enjoying that moment, but it's to relieve that pressure or whatever and that tension and all of those things that everybody knows that you go to that point. Because even married people, the Apostle Paul, he talked to them and he told them, he said, look, he said, now, except for maybe a time of prayer and fasting, he said, don't be away from each other too long. And he was talking about uh, those ones coming together sexually, those that are in that uh, type of marriage. And they, uh, you know, being uh, or, uh, married with a husband and wife is what I meant. So, so uh, he said, and that's what was uh, written about, and he said, you need to come together so that your inconsistency doesn't cause the, for, uh, Satan to tempt you. Well, he was talking about don't be too far away from uh, your sexual, uh, you know, compatibility and, and being involved sexually. That's what he said. So if, if the apostles were going to talk about it in such a blunt term, why do we shy away from it? Why do we have a problem with it? We shouldn't have a problem with it. We shouldn't have any more of a problem with it than the apostle Paul. And the apostle Paul said, look, y'all... I know that you might step away from having sex from one another because you're going to be fasting and praying and you're trying to keep your mind on that. He said, but don't go too long because he said you don't want the devil to tempt you because of your inconsistency. What does that mean? In other words, you're not having sex on a regular basis. So it wouldn't be any different than somebody that's masturbating. If you don't, if you don't have a sexual outlet, there's going to be a way, there's going to be that uh, tension build up and and what are you going to do well you may get up on your phone and may go looking for somebody to have sex god don't want you doing that he doesn't want you doing that god doesn't want you going out being a whore or a whoremonger going out looking for somebody to, to have sex with because you got your drive going and you didn't you know and and it's not taken into you know because of that inconsistency you say well you can't apply that to masturbation you tell me why because if they were had to look at their inconsistency and not allow it to go too far because the devil could tempt them. Don't you know the same thing could happen to anybody that's not married yet? You expect everybody to be married? Now, you know that ain't true because the Apostle Paul wasn't married. So come on, let's talk about the truth. And you say, boy, you sure have talked a lot about it. I'm talking about this because this stuff needs to break open and be talked about, and it needs to be talked about in the truth. And you need to stop lying to people and telling people different. Now, for those of you pastors that have been wise enough, hello, wise enough, because you know what? That just lifted a burden off of me when I walked out of the pastor's office. And he wasn't being, he wasn't being, you know, wicked or anything like that. He was just saying, look, Brother John, don't allow that to, to be such a burden on you. He said, look, he said, if you feel like that after you've masturbated, if you feel like that you need to repent because of maybe something that went through your mind, then repent and get, keep moving towards God. Keep asking God to give you strength to control that mind of yours. You cannot tell me that people that are in a marital relationship with a husband and wife, that there are not times that you couldn't do the same thing while you're having sex with your partner. You know better. Don't you know some people even play it out? Yes, they do. Oh, well, I'm the uh, you're the nurse and I'm the doctor. Blah, blah, blah. Huh? You know what I'm talking about. And you're pretending you're somebody else and you're pretending that you are, uh, you know, something else other than enjoying your spouse as your spouse. Huh? You talk about that. Have you talked about that? Have you thought about that? Have you thought about the fact that you may be doing that same thing? Some of you know what I'm talking about. 
you pretending you're the housekeeper and the man of the house comes in. You say, what in the world? Well, because whenever I was in the world and I was listening to things on TV that I shouldn't have been listening to, I saw that mess. Okay, and I call it mess because it's things that go on. And so many people, they think it's funny, like it's no big deal. But God said, look, he said, Mar he said the marriage bed is undefiled. That's what Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 4 says. So, and, and we're going to talk about that verse too. Because some people are not, not listening to that whole verse. But, um, but the, marriage, the marriage is honorable in all and the bed is undefiled. Marriage is honorable in all and the bed undefiled. That's what it says. Marriage is honorable in all and the bed undefiled. That's what it says. The bed undefiled. That's what it says. So, and, and when you read that chapter, go to chapter 13 and get to that verse. And I think it's verse 4. Well, read what's up above it and read what's below it and start thanking. And when I say start thinking, I'm talking about thinking about what the Lord has said. I'm talking about getting down in prayer and saying, God, can you show me what that says? And stop being so blind. All right? So God is not saying that the marriage bed is a shameful place. No, y'all can have a good old time. As long as you're not married to somebody else. Long as you ain't having sex with somebody else's spouse, somebody else's wife, somebody else's husband, that should not be. Because if that's what you're doing, you're committing adultery. Hmm? So when it says a marriage bed is undefiled, that don't mean you can be uh, going and sharing and swapping spouses and partners and whatever. Y'all can't be doing that. You're not right with God if you're doing that. And if you sit there and fantasize about those things, you're just as wrong. And God is going to tell you, you need to repent. You say, you mean to tell me that you're saying, preacher, that God could help you get control of that? I'm telling you, absolutely. The Lord can give you the strength to overcome so that you can put all this stuff in perspective and, and allow God to go. And I'm going to say one more time. You preachers, stop putting that burden on people and saying it's a sin for masturbation. You better quit that. Because you're putting people under a burden that they don't need to be in. And that needs to stop. It needs to absolutely stop. Amen. You say, well, you just sound like you're just telling it because that's what you do, whatever. Look, I'm not going to get that person. But what I'm going to tell you is, I have seen the burden it has caused from people. I have seen the burden. I have heard of the burden that you place upon them. And what you want to do, you ain't got no other holiness to stand on. So you want to act like that's a holiness issue. You're a liar. You say, how dare you call me a liar? I'm calling you a liar because you're a liar. I'm not going to call you a liar if you're not a liar. But, but, you know, if out of the apostle Paul's mouth, he said, look, inconsistency with having that sexual relief between the married couple, if that inconsistency of having sexual relief is going to cause them to fall into sin, and if you look at it, it's talking about all this that we're talking about. Falling into, uh, with, you know, in, in, in a sexual relationship with somebody that is not somebody you're married to. Hmm? And what do you think a single person is going to do? Because so many preachers put this burden on single people and they no sense in it. Well, what do you think they're going to do if they, if they, they, you say, well, I prayed and God gave me the strength so I didn't have to masturbate. You know what? 
<clears throat> I have a tendency not to completely believe you. Because hmm? I bet every little while, I think you're lying. Now, if you're not lying, then thank God that you've been given that. But the Apostle Paul made it very clear that if people in a marital relationship, if they are inconsistent with that sexual relief that they have sharing uh, their uh, personal life with one another, having sex with one another, what makes you think it's going to be any different with somebody that's already got a sex drive? And you know that people have sex drives. You know they do. And you know that it starts, you know, just like my mind started early. Well, a lot of people start early. Now, the thing of it is, what are you going to, you're going to burden your children down? I remember when that situation came up, I was so humiliated by that woman sitting there telling me that. But you know what my mama did about two years later? She got me a book. She got me a book. And it was talking to teenagers. And it said, my mother made a turnaround. And the book was talking, it was specifically talking to teenagers. And it was saying that don't be ashamed of that. Don't make yourself feel guilty uh, and that kind of thing. And it, you know, uh, it, it was not Christian-based per se, but it did have some values that were placed in it. Because it said, you know, you don't go around, uh, you know, doing that in front of people. And you don't, uh, you know, and you're not, it's not something you're going to be sharing with you. You know, hey, come here and let me share that. No, that's a personal issue. Just like you and you and your spouse having sex, you shouldn't be viewing it, showing it everybody viewed what you're doing. And that's another thing. If some of you are filming yourself, don't you know that you're acting like a whore? If some of you are filming yourself doing any of this, whether you're masturbating, whether you're having sex with your spouse, even if you're married, if you're filming yourself to show people because you won't make money or whatever you want, you're being a whore. You're being a whoremonger. Yes, you are. And, and God don't like that. This stuff's got to be talked about because God, look, He said that our sex lives... That is something, the fornication that goes on, all of that whorish behavior that goes on, that is our sanctification where we come out from that. We come out from it and we repent of it and we allow God to get a hold of our soul and we allow God to do a work in our life because that is our sanctification that we flee from fornication. But what are you going to know about fornication if you keep being told Oh, that just means sex before marriage. No, it don't. It's got a whole bunch of stuff it's talking about. And God ain't going to leave nothing out. He ain't going to just talk about the, the women whores. He's going to talk about the male whores too. And that's what he did. God don't leave nothing out. Not in the New Testament. Not in the Old Testament. Don't think that God left it out. No, he didn't. Because you know how many people, they look at these verses and they've been told over and over. Oh, oh yeah, that's talking about no, look it up. Look it up. Now, let me say this to you. Do you know that you can commit fornication while you're married? Yes, you can. You sure can. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you something else. Did you know that a single person can commit adultery? Did you know that? Yes, you can. A single person can commit adultery. Because if a single person goes if you don't believe me, you better listen to Jesus' words. If a single person goes and has sex with somebody that's married, you, as the single person, are committing adultery just like they are. That's the word of God. Hmm? Don't you know it was John the Baptist got his head cut off because he was talking about things like this? And they didn't like it. 
Well, you might not like it either, but like I said, you can get glad the same way you got mad. If you don't like me talking about it, then shut the podcast off and don't listen to me. All right? But you need to know the truth, and we're going to tell the whole word of God on this podcast. We're going to tell it like it is. Amen. Now, with that said, I've been gone for almost an hour and a half, and this is the longest podcast I ever did, but I'm going to tell you why. Because sexual sin is running rampant. And it's not just running rampant in the world. It's running rampant in the church. In the church. It's running rampant in the church. You say, well, you're talking about your church. No, I'm not. That's not what I'm referring to. I'm referring to the church over the world. I'm talking about the church body. Don't you know they say, oh, you say, well, they're not part of the church. No, they are people that have fallen under the sin of sexual sin. Now, if you don't believe that, go read 1 Corinthians chapter 5. Because it's talking about certain people that have fallen under the sexual sin that God is speaking against. Because in chapter 5 of 1 Corinthians, it was talking about a man that was actually having sex with his father's wife. Now, whether that was his stepmother, because it didn't list it as his mother, could have been his stepmother. Or it could have been his mother, and because it was so nasty, they didn't want to say, that's his mama. Because it said even that sin wasn't even mentioned in the Gentile world where people weren't Christians. So I have a feeling it might have been his own mama. And that's just flat out nasty. So I want to I talk to y'all. If you are in one of these relationships where you are having sex with your family member, you better stop that. God speaks against it. You better repent. You better turn around. You say, oh, well, it's too good. It's too fun. You need to repent. Oh, but we love each other. I don't care what you say. It is something that God has spoken against. Amen. <clears throat> and God means what he says. You say, well, that's under the law. We're not under the law. No, we're not under the law. But you know, Jesus, did you know that Jesus never, he didn't say that he was doing away with the law. Now, the law can't save you. <laughs> that's the truth but he didn't say he was doing away with the law that's not what he said don't you know that even the uh, apostle Paul he said that he said don't you know the law is holy it is holy he said because it points to our sin we have to have the law or sinners do sinners have to have the law the Bible tells us so that it points their sin out because the law is going to tell everybody what y'all been doing, what I've been doing. It tells everything about everybody. So y'all better get on and understand that. You think the law ain't still going to point? No, it sure do. You, you're going to sit there and you're going to think the law did it away and, and, and there ain't nothing left to point to the sin. You're wrong. This, the law can still point because the Apostle Paul said as long as it's done lawfully. You use the law as long as it's done lawfully, properly. Because what the law does is it points to people's sin. That's what it does. That's what the law does. But it can't save you. You can't be saved without Jesus Christ. You can't be saved without putting your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. That is impossible to do. You cannot get to the Father but through Jesus Christ. It is impossible to do. You have got to put your faith squarely in the Lord Jesus Christ to be saved because that law can't save you. But what it can do is it can point to the sin. And one of the things that God said was sin, you think it's going to change just because Jesus came and now, oh, the Lord says this ain't sin no more. No, 
That ain't what the Bible teaches. You're listening to a lie. And so the Bible makes it very clear. You ain't supposed to be having sex with your relatives. So you better quit. If you're doing it, you better quit. Don't talk to me about kissing cousins. You better stop that. You understand that? Now, if you are far removed, I know that there's some. I've been looking at certain things only because I was thinking about uh, doing a, uh, oh, what do you call it, where you go and you have your, your spit in them. I don't know. They do uh, DNA tests, I guess. What you? I, I don't know. There's another word for it. Ancestry. So I was going to do my ancestor, and I'm trying to figure out those things. But in the course of looking that up, I saw that it was talking about other things. It was talking about certain people that can't you can't marry because of your relationship to them. And then it started talking about how far removed you have to be before you're not blood relatives anymore. So if you're like a cousin that's so far removed that you ain't blood relative, I ain't talking about that. Because you may not even know that you're cousins till, you know, I mean, who knows. But maybe you're like a fifth or sixth cousin way down the line. Well, y'all not blood related. You may be related in the genealogy, but you ain't blood related. But your blood relations, you know, your sister, your brother, and even God talks about the step, step system. But y'all not supposed to be doing that neither. So don't sit there and justify it. Don't sit there and say, oh, we're not under the law, so I can go hump and bump whoever I want. No, you can't. You say, well, I don't like the way you use that word. Well, y'all, you don't want me to say other words. All right, you want me to say it? I'll say something else then. You shouldn't be having sex with one another. Huh? Do you understand? And don't sit there and tell me, oh, well, we had oral sex, so that's okay. No, sex is sex. Quit playing games with God. Okay? You can't say, uh, I didn't have sex with that woman. And you full well know you did because you had oral sex. Don't sit there and play that. And y'all know where that saying came from, anyhow. But, in any event, what I want more than anything is to try to encourage people. Look, God's got strength for you if you will reach to Him. But you got to reach to Him. You're going to have to repent and turn around and give God all the glory and all the honor and allow God to fill you up with that Holy Ghost and get in the Word. Let the word wash you. Wash by the water of the word. I believe that's in the book of Ephesians. And so God, uh, he, he can wash us up. The word can cleanse you. Amen. The word can clean you up. Yes, sir. So you get in the word and you get in prayer. And you, and, but, but look, you're going to have to understand something. If you have been addicted to porn or you've been addicted, listen to me, to, por uh, to uh, promiscuous living. What does that mean? Well, you're having sex with strangers. Or maybe you met somebody online and y'all just y'all just get together for a booty call. Well, that's not right. You say, well, we're not married. That one's not married and I'm not married. It's wrong because you're not married. Because you've got to be in a marital relationship, God says in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 4, in order for the med bed not to be undefiled. That's the only way it can be. It can't be another way. So you got to be in a marital relationship for that to happen. So you can't just go looking for somebody and say, well, I'm just getting released and, and uh, you know, they're, they're not married and I'm not married, so we're not committing adultery. Well, you're not committing adultery, but what you're doing is you're committing something else. Okay? You're acting like a whore. Because the Bible says you can play the prostitute. Don't you know the prostitutes? A lot of them were single. They were. And and a lot of the, the male prostitutes, you know, many of them. Now, some, some of these people that are in the porn industry. Do you know there's porn? Well, I ain't going to use the word model because I'm going to tell you what. You're not a model. You're a whore. If you, and you're a whoremonger. You're either a male whore or you're a female whore. But if, you're a, if you are 
you know, being filmed while you're having sex with somebody and, and you're in that porn industry and you're getting paid to do that and all that, you're a whore or you're a whoremonger. You're a male whore or you're a female whore. And I'm just telling you that because I want you to understand the truth of God's word so that you come out from among them and be separate and repent because God can help you out that, that way. But listen, do you know that there's people that are married? They're married and they do this, that they call it their job or their career. That ain't your career. You are bound down to the God of lust. You are an abuser of mankind. You say, well, I, I, I never did do homosexual uh, filming in that industry. Well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Isn't there, isn't there men filming what you're doing with the women? Huh? Men with men. Doing that which is unseemly. Don't sit there and just think that we're, we're going to talk about that as if it's uh, just referring to uh, male on male. No. Men with men doing that which is unseemly. I just saw that not long ago. Uh, there, there's certain things that went on where groups of men, groups of men that come together, they come together and raping women and they all take their turns. I mean like 20 women, uh, 20 men on one woman. Hmm? Men with men doing that which is unseemly. But some people want to just say, oh, that's just talking about uh, men act, acting like a whore. Men uh, behave in that way. No, no. It, it can also refer, refer to men men with men doing that which is unseemly. It's men with men doing. You say, oh, that ain't talking about that. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. You can you can follow through the scripture. Don't tell me that. Don't tell me that because you can look it up in the, in the Old Testament and you can find that exact thing. Hmm? What do you think was happening when Moses came down the mountain? Hello? Don't sit there and tell me. I'll tell you what. we got to repent of these sexual sins. And, and part of the problem with some of this is because people have taken the word of God and they won't tell what it says and tell it like it is. So yes, some of you, if you think you're, I don't know, maybe you thought you were above that because you said, well, you know, me and my girlfriend, we were just filming. You know, we had somebody film us while we were doing. Yeah, well, uh, was it a man filming? Well, that's a man with a man. You doing that which is unseemly because what you're doing is you're putting it out there and maybe you want to make a little dollar or two. Well, you're a whore. You're a whoremonger. You're being a prostitute. That's what you're doing. And you got to quit it. You got to repent. And the Lord loves you. He wants to save you. He wants to deliver you from all that mess. You don't want you to be bound up with that stuff. And so we got to get this right. Now, that doesn't mean that God says we can't enjoy sex. We certainly, God created it. He wants us to have a good time with sex. But you, you either, it, you know, the Bible makes it very clear that if you're going to be with another person, hello, are you hearing me? Because we're not talking about masturbation right now. If you're going to be with another person, then that shared that sexual enjoyment has to be shared between the person you are married to. That you're in a marital relationship with. Okay? Now, Jesus didn't speak about masturbation. So the rest of you preachers, you need to shut your mouth. The Lord didn't talk about it. But those of you who are, are you know, you're masturbating, you're trying to, uh, you know, I'm not saying you can't enjoy that. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is you're going to have to make sure that you ask in the Lord to help control your mind because it's true it can get carried away. And there are some people that will say, yeah, well, 
I, I saw this book that was talking about those things and a bunch of preachers and it was certainly a group that don't have no holiness standards. And so they were running on to beat the band with this thing. And they were talking about that. The whole book was talking about it. And, um, and, and of course, they were, you know, they wanted to call themselves conservative and all that kind of thing. Now, I'm very conservative. Y'all have no idea. If you heard what I said earlier, you'd know how conservative I am. Because I believe what Deuteronomy 22.5 says, when a man shouldn't wear what the woman wears and the woman shouldn't wear what the man wears. I believe that because God said so. He said it's an abomination. Oh, that's the part of the law. No, it isn't. I can prove to you that it's not part of the law. It is something that was an abomination, something God hates. Don't sit there and try to tell me that. Because the Bible also talks about in the law not to murder people. So you're going to sit there and say, oh, well, that's under the law. You can run and murder people. You know better than that. You know better than that. So don't sit there and play those games with me. Don't sit there and twist up the word of God. And so, uh, you know, the thing of it is, God is not going to sit there and allow you, now that your body can be the temple of the Holy Ghost, for you to just let your mind run everywhere. No. What does he say? Gird up the loins of your mind. You say, well, I ain't got strength because when I start to masturbate, my brain goes everywhere. The Bible says, gird up the loins of your mind. If the Lord says to gird up the loins of your mind, you can gird up the loins of your mind. God gives you that strength, but you're going to have to make up your mind to do that. And like I said, if you got to go to prayer, go to prayer. Go to prayer. I'm not kidding. If you just feel like that your sex drive is getting out of control and you don't want to be lusting after folk and all that, and that's your purpose and your reason or whatever, and you've not got, a, 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 you know, uh, pornography involved and all that kind of stuff, you ain't getting up on your phone and looking at that. You ain't, none of that. No. You want to please the Lord. You want to serve God. You want to honor Him. But in order to do that, in order to keep yourself from doing some of these things that you know God has told you not to do, you know you ain't supposed to be out there uh, humping and bumping on people that you ain't married to. You know you're not supposed to be doing that. You know you should not be meeting on the phone and going off somewhere having sex with somebody you don't know and then you never see them again. Well, what's going to happen if you get murdered? You can't do nothing about that, but you're sure enough going to find yourself in hell because you didn't listen to God. Amen. I tell it like it is. I'm going to tell it like it is. You're going to have to live right. And your sex life and my sex life, it has to come in line with what God said. Now, because the Lord didn't talk about masturbation, so I'm going to go on and I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to encourage you. So don't listen to these preachers telling you something else. And no, I'm not trying to teach nobody how to sin with sex. You better stop that lie right now because that is not what I'm telling. I'm not going to tell you any more than what my pastor told me. And I might be a little bit more detailed, but I ain't going to tell you something wicked and evil. I'm not going to tell you that. I'm just telling you that the Apostle Paul talked about the fact that there's a sex drive that you need to think about. And if you guys are going to take some time to fast and pray, make sure that you come back with because your inconsistency can literally cause you to sin. How? Well, his words were that they could end up going to a prostitute. Look it up. Now, so... How does that happen in this day and this time? Well, we've got all kinds of things on the phone that people don't even think about being a prostitute. You think just because you meet people and you don't... Uh, uh, oh, well, you know how many people lie on the phone? You know how many people lie and say they're not married? Well, guess what? Jesus knows that they might be... He, well, he knows whether they are or not. But what I'm saying is, you ain't going to know when somebody flat out lying to you. But if you get yourself serving God and you are part of a body of Christ... You're going to know 
who's in that church. Hmm? Yes, sir. You're going to know who's in that church. And you're going to get to know them. You're going to get to know who they are and what kind of relationship they have with the Lord. Amen. And you can't be using the church just like that man couldn't be using the church and, and he was going to church and everybody in the church knew he was having sex with his mama or his stepmother, whoever it was in chapter 5 of the book of Corinthians. And he said, this is to your shame. That's why he told the Corinthian church, this is absolutely to your shame. And you let them sit there and eat on, in your love feast and you know that ain't right. And what did he say? He said, you need to get rid of that. You got to get it out of there because even just a little bit of leaven or yeast is going to cause the whole thing. It can destroy a church. Don't you know sexual sin can destroy a church? It absolutely can. So what you don't want pastors and preachers and teachers, you don't want people that are single to have sex drives, especially men. I'm not saying women don't because I know that's true, but men generally tend to have a higher sex drive, but it can be with a woman too. But what I'm saying to you is this. No, you can't sit there and put that burden on them. There ain't no sense in that. Because what are you going to have on your hands? You're going to have frustrated people on your hands. And you're going to say, well, you know, I'm lacking it under this. I'm lacking it under that. No, no, no. Look, I understand that there's some things that we've got to look at. Like to be sober. All right? You ain't got no business smoking pot. You ain't got no business doing illegal, illicit drugs. You ain't got no business doing that because the Lord said to be sober. You ain't got no business drinking no alcohol because you ought to be sober. There ain't no reason to understand that. It's not like we're twisting it up. But the bottom line is God created us with a sexual drive. And then you're going to turn around and tell them, oh, that drive is evil. Well, no, God created it, but you got to keep it in line with him. So for those that are having sex with somebody, and you got somebody involved, that somebody better be the one you're married to and not married to somebody else. Now, you know what I'm saying is right. Now, if you're a single person, don't go pulling somebody into you. Don't sit there and say, well, I masturbated in front of them. No, you're not right. You say, why are you saying all this? Because I have dealt with some of this stuff. I've talked to people and counseled with people. And I'm telling you right now, I'm going to tell it like it is. And you need to get yourself in line with God. And so you can't sit there and say, well, they were masturbating on that side of the room and I was mad we just watching each other. Well, you're acting just as much a whore as anybody else. Amen. And so if, if you're going to be alone, you better be alone. You understand that? You won't be alone, you better be alone. Leave it alone. Don't say because if you're going to be involved with anybody, I don't care if they are up in the other bed, you watching each other. If you're going to be with somebody else, they better be. If they're in the other bed, they better be the one you're married to. If they over there uh, masturbating and you watching each other, you better be married to each other. That's what I'm going to tell you right now because that's the word of God. You say I cannot believe this preacher's talking like this. I'm talking like this because this is a problem. Sex is a problem. It's a problem. It's become a big problem with people. And people hear all kind of things. And then they just act like they lost their mind. Like they don't have no control. And, and so if you tell them, look, this is what's going on here. Don't sit there and be guilty for masturbating. If you, you know, but don't sit there and be using pornography neither. You shouldn't be doing that. 
Don't sit there and say, well, uh, you know, I'm not hurting nobody. No, you are. Because if you going and looking at that stuff, you certainly are. Because the Bible says you take fire into your bosom and you are burned. You're destroying the temple of the Holy Ghost on the inside. So don't sit there and tell me it's okay just because you're single and nobody else is seeing it. Don't sit there and believe that lie. That's not true. But I understand people going to have sex drive, especially single or whatever. You know, maybe, maybe their spouse died. And they've had a full active sex life. And then all of a sudden it's cut off. Well, you think their drive is cut off? And then you're going to go tell them they can't masturbate? You, you, you don't understand the word of God. Because if the pastor, Pastor Paul, is he's saying to them, look, don't leave it alone for too long. Because of your inconsistency, you can be tempted. So if it's the same way for married people, it's going to be the same way for the singles. So they've got to have an outlet. And Jesus did not speak against it. And I believe that's the reason why he didn't speak against it. So stop speaking against it because the Lord didn't do. You better quit that. Because you're putting, you're, you're like the Pharisees. You're putting a burden on people. You, not, you need to repent. You need to get to an altar and repent. And stop putting burden because you act like a Pharisee. God don't want that. You see what I'm saying? Now, I'm going to talk to y'all a little bit more about that. If, if you are one of those and you're in that situation or whatever, and you feel that that's the way to be able to allow yourself to have some sexual release or whatever, or it could be that maybe your spouse, maybe their drive is not like yours. It could very well be that because they're sick or they've got some kind of problem or whatever. Preachers, stop putting that burden on them. You better quit that because you're acting like a Pharisee. You're putting something on them that y'all not. God's got mercy on people, and he's the one that gave them the sex drive in the first place. Now, so I'm not saying that you can sit there and spend all day long having a good time with yourself because you got other things to do. You better get your mind uh, made up that you, you, you're supposed to be serving the Lord. You're supposed to be taking time for the Lord and having a relationship with Him and praying and seeking God and staying full of the Holy Ghost and spending time in the Word of God and giving yourself uh, to the work of God because there's things that need to be done. Has God called you to a ministry? Has God called you to go on and, and, and uh, maybe being in the music ministry, maybe uh, being a teacher in the church, maybe he's called you to be a deacon, whatever God has called you to do, put yourself to do, and you're gonna be busy with the work of God. So you ain't gonna have time to just be constantly masturbating. You see what I'm saying? Because some people can get addicted to that. All right, do you understand that? And you say, well, what if I got a higher drive? Well, you may. Okay, I get that. I understand that. I'm not saying that some may not have a higher drive and they may masturbate more than somebody else. I get all that. I understand that. Okay, but I'm talking about these folks that literally get trapped to where this is all they do. Then you're addicted. It's all they do. They don't have time for relationships. They don't have time to uh, be in the work of God. They don't have time for anything because all they're doing is just playing around with themselves and just masturbating. That's all they do. Their whole life is centered around it. That's when you know you've got a problem. And you say, there's nobody like that. Oh, yeah, there is. Oh, yes, there are. There's people like that. Trust me, I've counseled people. I know what I'm talking about. All right? So, but but you can't lay a burden on them, preachers. You, you cannot. You've got to stop that. Don't sit there and speak something Jesus didn't speak. And yeah, I get that you you got your way of coming around the bend with it. But you know what? Most of those that come around the bend with it, I'm going to tell you what, you, you're not telling the whole truth. Now, I just don't believe that you are. Okay? Now, if you are, then forgive me. 
for for calling you uh, somebody that ain't being honest. But I'll tell you what, uh, the Lord, you're going to have to give an account. Do you understand that, preachers, teachers, all of you? You're going to have to give an account for you burdening people down with something you ought not be burdening them down with. It's just, there ain't no sense in it. Now, I have spoken for 100, well, excuse me, it's saying, <laughs> it's not 100. It's one hour and 46 minutes and 43, 44 seconds. So I think I'm done for tonight. All right. But we're talking about sexual sin. Sexual sin. And uh, this has got to be looked at. It's got to be spoken about. And people need to look at the Word of God. Look at the detail of the Word of God. And preachers stop burdening people down. Amen. Amen. You know, I've heard, uh, you know, and I'm just going to say this too. I've heard some preachers literally telling folks that are married to each other, uh, you know, certain things and details, and we'll talk about that next week, certain things and details and say, well, you know, this, that, and the other, and, and, and burning people down again. And, and, and I'm talking about people that are married to one another, and they want to burden them with certain things. And you can't be burdening people down. There's no room for that. The Lord don't make room for that, and you better quit it. Amen. All right, so we're gonna, I'm going to pray because I know that there's some folks, somebody going to listen to this, and somebody that is bound up with sexual addiction and uh, all of this, you know, being addicted to porn, maybe being addicted to being promiscuous. You know, I've known of people that would go, I'm not kidding, they would go out and they would find people and have sex with three and four different people. I'm not talking about at the same time. I'm talking about one right after another, after another, after another, because they were so addicted. And there are people like that today. And there are people that it's come up into the church and people are struggling with these things. Well, why? Because you need to understand, you've got to get into a right relationship with Jesus. He loves you and he wants you to be in a relationship with him. But if you keep denying him, you keep denying a relationship with Jesus Christ, you can't find a proper balance in your life. So things are going to just run amok. It's going to be a mess. And you want your sex drive to come into control with the Lord Jesus Christ. You're going to have to get into a relationship with the Lord and say, Lord, guide me and help me. Help me because I, I, I'm burdened down and I really need your strength and help. And the Lord will do that, I promise. So let's go to prayer. Dear Lord, I thank you so much for your guidance, for your help. I thank you, Lord, for the power of the Holy Ghost that gives us the strength to overcome. I thank you for your word being washed by the water of the word. Hallelujah. I thank you for the word of truth that guides us away from foolishness. And uh, Lord, you talk to us and you get into detail and you give us the word and not burden us down. Lord, you said your burden is light. But Lord, we as preachers, we certainly don't want to go around preaching and teaching something that is not right. And so, Lord, keep us on track and keep us, uh, Lord, at the same time from burdening people down with things like the Pharisees used to do with folks and, and just teaching things that were just man-made bunch of nonsense. And so, Lord, we just uh, ask you, God, for anybody, anybody at all that has a sexual addiction, that maybe they're addicted to porn, maybe they're actually addicted to sex, uh, you know, whatever the case may be. And, Lord, we know that you created us with a sex drive. We know that, and I understand that in your word. And uh, we know that some people have a higher drive than others and all those things. So help us, Lord, as we go on in life to balance those things out. But, Lord, we know that we cannot uh, 
in any way, shape, or form, get those things balanced out if we don't have a relationship with you. So, Lord, I'm asking you, God, to give people the strength and the and the mindset to turn to you, to repent, to give their life to you, and to just literally fall in love with you, Jesus, and allow you to just overtake their life and, and, and to help them through any burden and anything that they deal with, any kind of uh, difficulties, Lord, with their sex lives. Just help them, Lord. And uh, we know that you're able to give them strength and to overcome these things because you're a mighty God. And Lord, the word of God tells us that uh, all things, we can do all things through Christ with strength. God, you've given us the strength and the power to be able to do. And so with all those things, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ. And, uh, and, and, and just, uh, God, we thank you for your word. I thank you so much for the truth of your word in Jesus' name. Now, with all of that said, I'm just going to encourage you, if you are dealing with sex addiction, if you're dealing with the porn addiction, or maybe you're actually involved in the porn industry, listen, there's help. There really is, and the Lord loves you. He's, he's Just take one step towards him. I promise you, if you take one step towards Jesus, he can help you out. But you've got to have come to him with a repentant heart. That means you turn from your sin. You say, Lord, I'm sorry for all that I've done. And the Lord is so loving and he's so forgiven and he's so kind that he will He will forgive you and he will give you the strength and the ability to keep moving from day to day. And he will allow you, the Bible tells us to come out from among them and be separate. We've got to, no matter where we've been bound up, God wants us to come out from among them and be separate. Saith the Lord. And God will give you the strength to come out from sin. He will give you the strength to stand on the rock, the solid rock of Jesus Christ. And so with that said, I just ask uh, the Lord to bless you with a wonderful day and to bless you with strength to overcome if you really are uh, addicted to any of these things. May the Lord keep you and help you on out, and I know he will. Until we meet again, and the next podcast will be on Friday, I know some of you are probably going to drop me like a hot potato because of what I've said in this podcast. And you just might do that. But I'm just praying that somebody that needs help, somebody that will listen and they will feel the tug of God's Spirit to help them to get through some of these things and, and not to be bound up with things they ought not be bound up with. So in the name of Jesus Christ, may you be blessed till we meet again on Friday. And if the Lord come before then, then I guess if, if we don't meet here, we'll meet in the air. God bless you. May he keep you uh, all through his uh, loving